Things turning around here for him. Scary. Hey, welcome to Gooch Live right here at the bottom line. It's lunch with Gooch and friends and one of my best buddies right here, Paul Rosen. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's uh, good to be back. It feels like I've been gone for like a couple of months. Yeah, longer than that even. Hey, listen, of course, this has been brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News and Fired Up Network. And what's really exciting is we're here with a new three-camera shoot, uh, which is really exciting. Jordan LaRoche, our yep. producer, has done a, an amazing job. Want to do a shout-out to Wayne Cowley, of course. What I find really cool about this show is you can look outside and you can actually see when your Uber shows up. It looks nice. That is that the uh, Union Station behind us. It is not Union Station. A, a couple little further down. down. So which building is this? Uh, it's a, a building. building. Okay, <laughs> but it looks. You know what? This looks really nice. I'm very always impressed with Wayne and what he does down at the bottom line. Yep. Um, but yeah, this looks really, really high quality. Well, it's really uh, going to change as we get, uh, obviously, the motifs on the wall here. Uh, Raptors, of course, the Leafs will be doing the pregame shows here every day. Uh, the play, the uh, Leafs are playing. So we're excited about that. And I know we're going to get you on it as a guest host uh, as much as we possibly can. Love to have you down here. And of course, what's really cool is now we can do a three-camera shoot so they can focus uh, Focus on me, focus on you, and then, of course, Jordan can pop in and, and give us what we said said or did wrong. Listen, Paul, I know that uh, there's a lot of uh, things up in the air, a lot of balls being juggled again as Christmas comes in. What a Christmas present. Uh, but with the NHL, uh, I, I only want to skim over it. Obviously, with all these players going into COVID right at this moment, uh, just one quick question to you. Do you feel that this is going to continue and linger on, or do you feel that we can maybe get it under control? I hope we can get it under control, Gooch. I don't think we can. I think the NHL is going to have to take a break and reassess everything they're doing. Um, I know we don't want to talk about the Olympics. I, I just real quick, I don't think it's going to happen with the NHL. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong about everything, but this is a scary world we're living in right now. <laughs> You're not predicting a game, but we'll be okay. No. no. When we do predictions, we're never uh, close. Hey, listen, a great shirt. Hits happen from, of course, uh, Stop Concussions. This is my favorite. Of all the shirts and apparel, that stop concussion ever did. This is probably about 10 years old. Easy. I still fit into it. Yeah. That's a little correct. tight. I don't. But I love it. I wear this shirt. When it wears out, I'm going to cry. And you know what's great is it's also got the hockey news logo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've been well, big supporters yeah. for us for such a long time. Yep. All right. Let's get right into the NHL, of course. Uh, let's talk about what happened uh, with uh, McDavid and Matthews. I predicted that uh, McDavid was going to have a breakout night. He's going to score three goals, going to be like a 6-2, 6-3 score. Right. Of course, my prediction went south, as did uh, Marty Roberts from Fired Up Network, and of course, Jordan LaRoche. All of us were wrong. Yep. Um, Matthews showed that he is a premium goal scorer, no question. His wrist shot is probably amongst the best in the league. And what's really fascinating is they go into Edmonton. Edmonton's been struggling. Uh, and I just felt that Edmonton would put a show on for their fans. But there were chants, go Leafs, go, and a lot of uh, blue and white jerseys. Talk to me about that. What really bothered me about the Edmonton fans, how fickle they are, is at some point somebody threw an oiler sweater on the ice which bothers me again. That hasn't happened in a long time. But I, Jordan said this a couple of shows ago, because I still watch all the time, is that you have 
the the key guys on the Oilers. You know, your McDavid and and uh, Drysital, um, Hyman, Hyman. You've got you know even Nugent Hopkins and. But then your fringe guys are not playing well, and their goaltending still is not going to take them where they need to be. And we've had this conversation from, since Matthews came to the league. You can say a lot of things about Matthews, but he's a world-class scorer. I think McDavid, if you watched warm-up, he had your six goals, but he had them in warm-up. He didn't have them in the game. And, and I think Edmonton, they're a streak team. And if everybody doesn't come to play, McDavid and Dreisaitl can only do so much. Hey, Paul, nobody knows it better than you when it comes to goaltending. Of course, uh, I want to talk to you. I want to do a shout-out right now. Steve McNeil has just posted on our site. Hey, boys, hour 12 of National Skate Day for Alzheimer. Steve, you are absolutely incredible. You've yep. done a lot of charity work, yep. as have I. We've done a lot together. But Steve is just constantly there. Of course, he lost his mother to Alzheimer's. We've all been... Uh, I've been affected by it. I know you've been affected by it. We live with it on a daily basis. Steve, uh, great, great, great job. And if you have a couple extra dollars, go and check out Steve McNeil. Throw him some money. Help us with Alzheimer's. Let us not forget. Listen, let's continue on then. We were talking about the goaltender situation. Uh, you know, obviously you are a Chicago Blackhawk fan, and I know that you're going to be excited about talking about this, but I want to talk about my team first. The Winnipeg Jets just look with no urgency. Yep. They're a team that looks lost. Losing to Buffalo last night, 4-2. Uh, obviously they lost Blake Wheeler. He first finally gets his first goal and then gets a knee injury. Uh, they're not saying it's a lower body injury. Paul, it's a knee injury. He's out for a few weeks. Nobody stepped up. We didn't see Shifley step up. Uh, Dubois has been playing as good as he can at what you asked for. It. But Statsny, where is he? And the next question that begs me to ask is what about goaltending? So first, where's their offense? And what about goaltending? Well, their offense, that is the $100,000 question. They have the talent. The talent just isn't playing to their capability right now. Paul Maurice, is he in trouble? I love him. I, I'm not sure your thoughts on him because I know you go up and down when you talk to Scott Taylor. I still love him. I think he's a hell of a coach. Um, I think the one thing with the Jets that they're going to do this year, all they have to do is sneak in the playoffs. If they sneak in the playoffs and start getting – it doesn't matter what – look at the Leafs. Okay, they're playing phenomenal, yeah. And they're world beaters. They're Tiger. They're in first in the NHL right now. But will that turn into something in, in May? Like, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't impress me now. Get in the playoffs, and then in the playoffs, we'll see what happens. I'm not concerned about the Jets. Halibut is a world-class goalie. He'll turn it around. We got people waving in the window here. Really, this is really kind of exciting. Hey, listen, uh, of course, Matthew Meisner, a big Buffalo Sabres fan. He's throwing a little barb in there. Let's go, Buffalo. What happened to the Jets last night? I, I, I know you mentioned about, obviously, Paul Maurice. Uh, I'm not – I. I've said it a couple times, the Paul Maurice plan is not working, as is Sheffield Dayoff. I just see this team needs, hey, all coaches have shelf life. Absolutely. They've been there for a, a long enough time. They've got the pieces. Yep. They've got the pieces. They do have a Vesna Vezni trophy winner uh, with Hellerbrock. Uh, I thought Carmi's, when he's come in, he's done a, an admirable job. There's just something lacking. Their power play is last last in the NHL. That doesn't make sense. Last the in the NHL. They have. Their power play is also dismal. The penalty killing specialty teams, it's part of the head job, head coach's job to direct the traffic. He doesn't necessarily plan it. He gets a coach. I just think they need a change and need it quick. 
I think Maurice gets the rest of this year. And if he doesn't do something to turn this team around, he's done. He He's had a long enough time there. I still think he's a hell of a coach. And if you wanted to, look, here's a perfect example for you. A lot of coaches have been changing. Recycle, everything's recycled. Bruce Boudreau, everything's recycled in the NHL. We got no new faces. If they decide to get rid of Maurice at some point this year, who do you bring in to turn it around? Torts. I was just going to say that. <laughs> what, about, no, what about John Tortorella? There they talked go. about bringing him into Vancouver to turn it around. Bruce Boudreau's turned it around so far. But Bruce Boudreau, I like him. He's a nice guy, Gabby. Is it a long-term fit? Bit there, he they they tend to tune him out fast. Well, he says it best that uh, you know the the chant that's going on in 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 Vancouver. I went to sleep. I fell asleep. Yeah. They were losing last night. I thought, oh boy, here it goes, and they end up winning. Uh, uh, it's a team that's on on a bit of a high because yeah. Bruce Boudreau has just brought some excitement to it. Uh, we talked about the Torts thing. I think Torts is out. I don't think. He, I I just believe he will not coach in the National Hockey League. Here he's saying the best player in the league should be changing the way he plays. He says about Seagrass, you know that play is not really needed for the NHL, and I disagree with both. So do I. And I think that what he said about the Anaheim goal, the Michigan goal, I think that will bury him. Yeah. Because it's not 1984 anymore. Like, Torch, it's 2021. Let the kids play. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that could have buried him, but... Uh, he might get another chance just to turn the team around to get into the playoffs. And you know what's really important, uh, Jordan LaRoche, our producer, always throwing the uh, ideas out there. I agree with you 100%, Jordan. The young players would hate playing for a guy like that. Oh, and you know it because yeah. you, you've had uh, disciplinary coaches, the dictatorship yep. approach. He never changed. He's always got that real harsh opinion. And these young kids today, you know, they're making silly money. You said the $100,000 question earlier. It's really a $10 million question anytime you deal with the NHL. Do you think there would be any type of person or player that would listen to the rhetoric that Torts has got in him? Not a young guy. It was a perfect example when he in Columbus, when Liney went there. Like, you start screaming at a guy like that, that's not how you get the best out of a player. No. All right. Let's move on to your team because that's uh, the interesting team. The Blackhawks have yeah. been playing very well. There's no question. The question will come, though. Um, obviously, uh, Derek King has done a, a remarkable job yeah. making this team feel that they are ready to go. Uh, to I'm not going to say that they're going to challenge for a uh, Stanley Cup or even yeah. making the playoffs, but they are a formidable team. They've got great talent. I want to go with you first to hear – your opinion on the Chicago Blackhawks today? I'm actually happy with things the way things are going. I, I think, you know, you've, you've got a, a, a situation here where the young players are starting to play well. Obviously, you know, everybody that's got an opinion says, Seth Jones, how could they pay him that kind of money? He's not worth that kind of money. And he did not start well. But I think, you know, now that his brother came in, Caleb, and they're starting to get a little continuity with, with uh, Jonathan Tate starting to play well, getting his first goal. You know, Patrick Kane's still the world-class player at Dabrinkin. I, I think goaltending has let them down a little at times, but Flurry will be probably on the block. They have to get something for him. Because I, I don't think making the playoffs is a smart thing. You know, you don't want to throw anything. Like, people out there don't think I'm telling them the Hawks to, to not make the playoffs. If they can... Great. They're in a tough division. I don't. I think they're too far back to make it, and I think they're in a situation where you have to rebuild a little, not a lot, a little. And uh, 
right now, he, listen, you know, I had this talk with Jordan a little while ago. He's a huge Ranger fan. I love the Rangers. I think they're a, a hell of a team. But both losses to the Rangers, 3-2 to two and 6-2, to two, they were winning. And I think if the Hawks could get the NHL to figure out a way to stop the games at 45 minutes, we are in the playoffs. Just turn the lights off. The problem is, from 45 minutes to 60, the last 15 minutes, kill the Hawks. That's conditioning. Let's, uh, let's go there for a second. Uh, you brought up some names that I really want to discuss with you. I love the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I'm not quite as fanatical as you are with them, but I do like that team. As you know, Mama Gucci was her, her team before yeah. the Winnipeg Jets. I want to talk about the Fleury, Kane, and Taves. If they're by trade trade deadline, just hovering and they, you know, they're doing okay, they would get a boatload. No, hang on a sec here. A boatload yeah. of talent to trade Fleury, Kane, or Taves. Okay. We talked about that yesterday with Jordan. Jordan felt the one that's going to be difficult to trade is Taves because of the situation that went on with last year. And, you know, he's really not having an offensive uh, prowess right at this particular moment. Kane would get probably the castle. Never going to happen. But I think Fleury's going. Let's see, those three guys, okay. any okay. chance? Fleury goes for sure. Where's he going? 100%. I say Colorado. I say Edmonton. Either one. Both need a goalie, although... Um, Darcy Kemper is a hell of a goalie. He gets hurt a lot, yep. and they cannot take a chance. The, the Colorado Avalanche are a Stanley Cup contender with a goalie. Yep. If Kemper somehow stays healthy, cool. But I don't think they can take that chance, and I don't think you're going to have to give the Hawks a lot for Fleury. $7 million comes off the books. Yep. Uh, uh, Taze, if somebody wants him, I think there's a pot, and he wants to go because he's got a no trade. There's not a chance in the world that uh, Patrick Kane's leaving. Patrick Kane is the next captain. He will end his career in Chicago. I disagree. He is, he is a one million percent Blackhawk from start to finish. I disagree, and the only reason I disagree, I think the Blackhawks owe it to him to give him an opportunity to buy for a Stanley Cup. I don't think he wants to. He's got three Stanley Cups. He loves Chicago. You love to end it on a on a high note. Okay. Matthew Miser comes in, says a very interesting comment. To Buffalo? To Buffalo. For what? Well, what's, For wasn't what? there a cane in Buffalo before? Yeah, yeah. Let's get rid a of different that. different cane. All right, buddy. Listen, before we go and talk about an amazing book called Never Give Up, I want to say thank you for all that you do. You do a tremendous amount of work for not only us with concussions. You're one of our top ambassadors. We've been trying to launch officially in the Connected Mental Health. You knew that we were going to go down to Florida. Uh, sorry. Philadelphia, Johnson & Johnson to do that. For my 60th birthday. We're, well, we're almost going. Yeah. I'm going to almost be 62. Well, we're going to plan it for your 62nd birthday. Uh, it'll be my 63rd. Right. So we'll have a little bit of fun when we do that. Hopefully we get there. Obviously dealing with mental health issues and helping us through that. Uh, I just want to thank you for that. But I do want to talk to you about your book because your book is so important. And, you know, uh, Gooch Live has always been there for great causes not only the connected platform that we do, stop concussions, obviously with Steve McNeil on Alzheimer's. We know that it's really important to give back. You were a high-level athlete, went through some trials and tribulations, and now you are able to, to put your life out there. You, you become vulnerable and allowing people to understand there's hope. And I think that's what's really cool about this is never give up. I was brought to the attention of never give up prior to your book. Is with a kid named Eric Pelly. That's how right. we actually got started. You were a part of that yep. when Eric fake coined that phase when he was playing rugby and hockey. And then, of course, unfortunately, we lost him to second impact syndrome. Uh, talk to us about first the title, Never Give Up. And then, of course, the great ratings of Roger Lejoie, one of the best. Yep. And, of course, your storytelling ability. 
Well, first of all, Never Give Up goes back to when I first made the, the Canadian team in 2000, and that is my slogan. On every autograph I sign, I sign Never Give Up, and then Paul Rosa, number 57. Um, I'm very fortunate that I've been looking to do a book for a long time, but it never was right. This was the perfect time, you know, 11 years out of retirement, uh, almost three years. Uh, next month will be three years clean and sober, three years from my suicide attempt. And Roger was the perfect guy to, to write the book. Roger has written a lot of books. Uh, we spent a long time together. Gooch, we couldn't do one minute together face-to-face. -face. Everything was over the phone, 200 hours over the phones that Roger wrote. It's 180 pages. It is very honest. Um, it's a hockey story. It's an overcoming adversity story. But number one, it's a mental health story. It's a story that people that thought they knew me and just saw this larger-than-life disabled athlete they didn't know like the people close to me knew but they didn't know the battles I was going through off the ice uh, and uh, with addiction and and with suicide attempt and and with uh, divorce and and mental health issues dealing with my family and it got to a point where you know I, I say after Vancouver um, I went into a room and I turned the lights out and basically my life the lights in my life went out I had great people around me but I never once, and this is the one thing I want so desperately to get across to people, I never once in my darkest days asked for help. And how things turned around was when I asked for help. And the doctors at St. Mike's got me in, and then I went to Toronto General, and then you and Tony and people in my life came to see me and showed me that there was hope. And slowly, 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 I got the drugs and alcohol out of me. And now things are looking uh, promising. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul, uh, I, I got that call. I was actually, as you know, on a flight back from London. It was your daughter that was calling me to uh, let me know. As I arrived to the airport, uh, we drove straight to see you. Uh, I can't remember which hospital it was. It's in the emergency yep. center. And, and wow, it was just surreal. Uh, obviously, you've been so tremendous with my sister, who we lost to mental health issues. And it was just one of those things to see one of your best buddies in that position and that's why we, we joined together to to make a difference and becoming vulnerable be opening up uh the question i want to ask you as you wrote this book you know i've written a book called concuss with keith primo you're in it and we talk about you know i sat in front of the writers and they helped me but that transition for you to go from dealing with roger lejoie you and i are both of that age where we Kind of, and so is Roger. Yeah. That everything's done digitally now with Zoom calls and StreamYard and restreams. That in itself was difficult, and the process was made longer. But yet you did it. Um, how did you do it? Well, that was tough because yeah, I think we're almost. I'm 61. You're 62. Roger's 63. So we're bang, bang, bang. Um, it, it was hard because like I had to talk on the phone to Roger. He had to write it. Then he had to send it to me. I had to okay it. Then we had to go next. And, you know, the 180 pages, the one thing, Gooch, I know you just ordered some books and I really appreciate it, is you're in it. Chapter 31 is called The Gooch. And uh, it's, uh, I think, two or three pages and talks about the stuff we've done together. It is, um, it's a good, you know what, it's a good read. And Roger, the one thing about Roger He's written a lot of books. His last one, The Paul Henderson Journey, uh, Hockey Town uh, with, uh, um, uh, oh, my God, from uh, Jimmy, De Jimmy yeah. Devilano with yeah. uh, the Detroit Red Wings. He's written a lot of books, and, and he said this one is 
the perfect time right now with what's going on in mental health to get people to understand that you can get help by asking for help and things can get better. Well, there's no uh, no question, Paul. We've uh, been around the world together. We've done things in Australia, Germany, and, uh, and the likes. We're still going to get there. Hopefully, We're going back and doing a bunch yeah. of stuff together. Uh, I did want to talk to you a little bit about the, the journey. You know, you've gone through, you know, everybody has a journey. Yep. And that journey is, we always say, don't uh, judge a book by its cover. And obviously with you, you can't. Now that you've got a book with a great cover, we can actually judge it because now we can read it. I'm hoping there's a lot of pictures and, and the crayons come with the books. So, no crayons. You know, there are pictures and there's some in there that you're going to look and go, oh my God, was that Rosie when he's five years old? Was yeah. Rosie when he was seven? You had a lot of hair when uh, I had a lot of hair when I was 16. Well, and, 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 and I think that's what's really excited as you look back at your journey and your journey's not over. No, no. It's only beginning. And that's what's really exciting, regardless of what your age is. Pandemic has kind of set us back a little bit, yep. but it's allowed us to take inventory, not only physically, the inventory around you, but also inside inventory. And you've done a great job by coming through those desperate times and becoming a better person for it and allowing us to come with you in your journey and understand through this book, never give up. It may be those words that you can say to somebody, never give up. You know why? Because Paul Rosen is here for you, Kerry Goulet is here for you, and there's a lot of great people doing great work. The one thing I want to ask about this movement on the mental health, uh, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while. I've lived with it for a long time with my sister. I've had my own issues, but I wanted to ask you, because you've been in those dark, dark areas, those dark spaces um, that you were alone Um we, we see so many people jumping and doing these type of broadcasts and talking about mental health. Um, has the mental health message caught up to the medical world? I know there's all these great athletes out there promoting their mental health stuff. It was very similar to when I was involved with prostate cancer prior to my father losing his life to it. I wanted to learn more. I went on the internet at that time and it was all over the map. Is the mental health message all over the map and we need to kind of galvanize it and bring it together with with solution-based and not just story-based. Yeah, I 100% agree with it. I think it's a lot better than it was, but going back to three years ago when I spent 17 days on the psych ward at Toronto General, it still was that stigma. And, you know, the nurses were great, but the doctors, the security, you still looked at as, you know, not a normal person. Right. And that has to change. It has to change through the medical end. You know, we're, we've got great programs now. We've got a lot of big name people. The more big name people come out yep. and say, I'm suffering, like a Carrie Price says, I'm suffering, then the average person can go, oh my God, I'm not alone. If Carrie Price, who's got everything, money, beautiful family, everything going for him, and he's having a mental health issue, well, then it makes the average person go, I am normal. I'm just going through something that can be fixed and that's the biggest thing so i think we have to do more to get the general population to realize that they are not alone and everybody is going through some type of mental health issue some worse than others um the biggest thing for me right now is the isolation the self-isolation i don't do it anymore I, that was my life yep. and that's what led me to the suicide attempt was just doing an event you know, do an event for you. Hundreds of people. Oh, you're the greatest guy in the world. Then you go home, you pull the covers up, and you don't leave your apartment right. until the next event. Could have been a day, could have been a month, and that has to stop. We have to stop self-isolating. 
that is the biggest downfall to mental health. Couldn't have said it better. And coming from somebody that's lived it, obviously your book name, Never Give Up. Uh, I bought 10 copies. I will be buying some more. You're going to sign them for us. Yep. And I'm going to make sure that all of my very close friends get a copy of it so that they can understand the trials and tribulations of a very high-level athlete, what you went through, and how you've come to be here today, not only to write a book, but also to send your message around the world. And you've helped so many people in the past. You're going to help so many more along the way. Hey, listen, this is Gooch Live, brought to you here by the great people at the Hockey News and Fired Up Network, but also the Wayne Cowley uh, team here has been great to us at the bottom line. I'm really excited about doing a lot of this together in the future. Obviously, we're going to be doing a lot more Gooch Lives. This is Lunch with Gooch and Friends, uh, one of my best friends, Paul Rosen. Paul, just before we let you go and we talk, we pull up our producer, we're going to leave you in the conversation because we're going to talk about his favorite team, the New York Rangers, right. and where they are at right now. And I noticed Charlene has just popped up and said, yeah. hey, uh, thank you, Paul, uh, for all you do. Can't wait to get a copy of her book. And then Barry Shelley, hey, you both look great. Well, Barry. You're talking about us? I don't, well, you might be talking about you. I don't well, know I'll that. tell you what. Look at this set. I I, I got to throw a compliment out to everybody that's here uh, working on this great uh, set. The Gooch Live studio right here at the bottom line. Uh, Jordan's done an amazing job putting it together. Of course, us sitting up here looking good and making the camera work. Trying hard. Trying hard. And, you know, for anybody out there, the bottom line, the one thing, the bottom line is an incredible incredible establishment. Wayne Kelly's unbelievable. The food is great. The atmosphere is great. And one last thing I want to say about yes, the sir. book to my great sixth English teacher, Mrs. Darling, who told me I was going to be nothing, accomplish nothing my entire life. I'm going to try to find out if you're still alive and send you a book and you can read it and see you did something. Okay. We've done you, a lot. As a teacher, like I'm going back to the 60, late 60s, early 70s. You know, I don't think it happened so much now. But uh, a lot of teachers back then, they they told you oh, yeah. that you weren't going to accomplish anything. Well, I so heard it many times. If you are if you are alive out there somewhere in the world, Mrs. Darling, I fooled you. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Mrs. Doubtfire. No. Hey, listen, as we go, I want you to, or as we move on to the New York uh, Rangers, I do want to ask you about the book, Never Give Up, uh, but about Paul Rosen, because a lot of people don't know, and he's not, he's a very humble guy, so you're not going to be bragging, but owner of Canada, gold medal. Tell us all of those great achievements you have had over your lifetime. Uh, well, you know what? Hockey-wise, a gold medal in 2006 in Torino, a couple of world championships. But I think the few things that, that outside of hockey that I'm really proud of is uh, a couple of Paul Harris Awards from the Rotary Club, uh, the uh, um, Rick Hansen Award from uh, March of Dimes, which was a big thing, and the ultimate, the uh, last thing my mother saw me before she passed away, receiving the Queen Elizabeth Jubilee from uh, Prime Minister Stephen Harper in 2017. He handpicked 17 of the 66,000 Canadians. That was the ultimate for me because it had nothing to do with hockey. It had to do with what I do as a human being and uh, to have my mom and dad there. My mom's passed away. My dad's 90. Um, you know, that was pretty cool. Amazing. The Paul Rosen story. Never give up. Make sure you get a copy. You can go. Where can we go? We're gonna, Listen, we're going to do this again. As soon as we have copies in our hands, yep. we're going to do this next again. Week. You'll have copies next week, but you can pre-order by going e-transfer pre-order to paulrosen577 at gmail.com. I will then autograph when they come in and hand deliver it. 
in the GTA. If it's uh, outside of that, I will ship it. All right. Listen, uh, as we go, uh, we're running out of time here, uh, which is a great thing because we got more time with Paul Rosen. Uh, we'll leave the New York Rangers, I guess. Uh, the producer's saying, Gooch, 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 we got to go. You know why? It's because he's concerned about the New York Rangers and where they're going to end up. Marty Roberts, thank you for such a great comment. Uh, we've all lost friends to mental illness. Guys, I lost my sister to mental illness. You uh, uh, helped her as much as you could through it all. So seriously, listen, open your ears. Don't pass judgment. Don't just read and look at the cover. Read the book. Read the book as Donna McCarthy can't wait to read it, Paul. And we're still working on Karen's story. I know Donna McCarthy is going to be a big part of it. We're going to talk about because we all look at athletes all the time. They're suffering. They're suffering. But the average human being, and I'm not going to say my sister was average. was nothing less than spectacular human being. She fell off the tracks and never get back, got back on it. And I know with Donna McCarthy, we're going to work together to bring that story live. But first, the never give up. You got to get a book and we'll make sure that you get it. Paul, thanks for everything. Thanks for being with me. Thank you, buddy. I know that uh, over the holidays, we're going to be working together, yeah. you know, making sure that people get a copy of that book and get your story. And I want to do a shout out to Roger Lajoie. Thank you for all you do to get our stories out. You've been watching Gooch Live right here at the bottom line. Now Paul and I are going to sit around the fire and eat a couple of chicken wings because they are the best here at the bottom line. Hey, it's been brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News. And you know what? The Fired Up Network. Check it out. Good night. Stay. <laughs>